people of the world, welcome to That Sports Podcast, Season 2, Episode 14, <laughs> your weekly teaspoon of nonsense. Priyanka. Oh, sorry guys. Sorry, I forgot to turn my Instagram off, sorry. But, I don't know if this was pre-planned or I don't know what is going on. No, it's, it's good, we're good, we're good. Oh, we're good, right. okay. Uh... Speak, you know, Chris played a song on Instagram, I guess. Uh, I was going to start with this. Uh, for a couple hours today, I listened to one of my favorite artists of all time. One of the most prolific lyricists I've ever heard. Robert Allen Zimmerman, also known as Bob Dylan. And I just could not get over I mean, every few months I come to this same realization. The number of songs, I mean, the number of songs in general he's written, he's it's out of this world, but the number of good songs he's written is also astounding. So ones like Don't Think Twice, It's All Right, like a Rolling Stone, Make You Feel My Love, A Hard Rain's Are Gonna Fall, Boots of Spanish Leather, Most of the Time, when the ship comes in there's so many anyway i was gonna ask you guys what is one artist that you think is legendary that you can't stop listening to i'll start with jesse hove just bring it on you jess well the first one that came to mind is bruce springsteen the boss all right yeah specifically the song the river I can just I can listen to that song over and over and over again. All right. Yeah. That's a good choice. Bruce Springsteen. Go go over to Josh. Josh, uh what's what's an artist you really like that you can't stop listening to? Uh phew, I I'm not I'm not a big music guy, but I've always enjoyed the song In the Meantime by the band Space Hog. Uh great, great song. <laughs> In the meantime, it's a good John, song. It's about what's loving artist. What's that, Josh? Of the per- it's about it's about loving the whole person, not just not just uh, the parts that are easy to love. <laughs> John, what's an artist that you? No, man, enjoy? I'm not following after that. <laughs> I'm not following after that last comment. What's wrong, John? Do you want me to answer for you? Pearl Jam. Oh, yeah, well, that's that's it's it's a that's a loaded question, Alex. Are we talking like singular artists? It's a pretty Are we talking question. about a lot of there's there's you know there, there's a lot of different factors. But if you, if I'm really, um, yeah, man, that that's that's really hard because you're asking legendary too, right? Sure. Yeah. I, well, I think Bob Dylan. Yeah. No, absolutely, absolutely no, you're, legendary. You're, you're absolutely, but there, there's a there's a few for me. But if I had to narrow it down, um, I'd probably say uh, Johnny Cash. Oh. Um, I got into I got into Johnny Cash probably a little bit later into my teens, um, but yeah, it was uh, it's definitely a lot of Johnny Cash is very heavy in my rotation. So we got the Man in Black, we got the Boss, we got whatever Josh said. <laughs> yeah, and but you say you know a little fun fact of people who, who do work with us. It's one of the reasons why uh, one of my old work partners and I switched to t-shirts. For black for outreach 
was because of Johnny Cash. Oh, is the song the man, man in black? Wow. Where the black for the poor and beat it down. So, yeah, that's why. There you wow. go. Wow. Chris, what's an artist that you listen to all the time that you think is legendary? So probably the most consistent would probably be Johnny Cash. To Johnny Cash. Um, well, yeah. No, it's <laughs> like, good. I, I like yeah. Johnny Cash. Well, me, me and John have a very similar musical taste, so... Um, yeah, yeah, I figured you're gonna go with Johnny Cash, but then I thought maybe Conway Twitty would sneak in there. But who I've listened to mostly for the last year and a half is uh, Jimmy Buffett. Um, I cannot get enough of Jimmy Buffett. Five o'clock somewhere. Yeah, it's five o'clock somewhere. Tin Cup Chalice is just probably one of my favorite songs of all time. I think the most prolific writer to come out of the 60s would probably be Paul Simon. Oh, good choice. See, and I'm going to I'm going to take flag this and I'd be remiss not to mention this even though I know this is a sports podcast, but another big one is for me is uh Dallas Green of City and Color. He was he's been a mm. big huge influence. I would say he is legendary especially in Canadian music and especially for uh for my generation. Uh, in, in particular, like it's, and even for the, some of the you know, like younger generations, but his, 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 his music, his songs. Yeah. That's so. a good lineup guys. We got Johnny Cash. His, City his in color. Is like, his influence is even now there's this guy, William Prince out of Manitoba and he's uh, doing a lot of stuff with Serena Ryder right now. And, you know, City and Color and Dallas Green really did a lot with Serena Ryder in the early days. Like, it's just yeah. the basis of Canadian music right now. I didn't want to see her thunder because I really thought, too, because this is what I mean. It's a loaded question, such a wide variety we could get into, Chris, but I really thought, and I, I we have to mention Neil Young. I think that just has to be put out there. Legend. But let's take the topic. This is, this is good stuff. Uh, quickly, one last point on Bob Dylan. Why I think he's in a league of his own, at least in folk music, is he, he put out an album last year. Then we'll then we'll get into sports here, guys. But he put out an album last year called Rough and Rowdy Ways, and it it debuted at number two on the top forty charts. But he's put out a top forty album. In the 1960s, 70s, 80s, 90s, 2000s, 2010s, and 2020s now. He's the only person to do that. Okay. Good uh, good little intro, If you want to tune into the next podcast after this, that's music. Oh, those, are, those are some great, great artists. <laughs> that's music <laughs> podcast. Take okay. away, Steve Benjamin. <laughs> Our... First segment in tonight's episode is a heavy segment, a dark segment, a segment that could go many different avenues. It's the immorality of salaries in sports. So just quickly to get us started, I've I've looked up the 
a list of the largest contracts, sports contracts in history. Number one is Lionel Messi with FC Barcelona, football player, soccer player. Uh, and the value of the contract is 673, almost $674 million, million US dollars. And that's only a four-year contract. So an average uh, per year of $168 million. And then after him, we have Pat Mahomes, a football player, mm. 12 years, over $500 million. Mike Trout, baseball player, 12 years, $426 million. And then we have a boxer, Canelo Alvarez, has a contract with DAZN, the the network, the whatever you call them, uh, TV network for five years, 365 million. Then we have five to 10 on the list are all baseball players, Mookie Betts, Francisco Lindor, Fernando Tatis Jr., Bryce Harper, Giancarlo Stanton. Anyway, just to start us off, those are some outlandish contracts. And when we think of everything that goes on in the world, um, all the, yeah, I mean, the majority of the population who are lower class or middle class by Western standards, by we live in the first world here in Canada. And we think of just, yeah, all the pain and suffering in the world and all the people who are just trying to make ends meet. And then we have these heroes, these athletes that we call heroes making this amount of money there is something immoral about all of this so what do you guys think of salaries in sports and take it wherever you want to wherever you want to go well i think the first thing you have to remember is so sports is a business and so if those players are making that then you also have owners that are making at least two, three, four times what the players are making. So yes, like you're absolutely right, but it's like, you know, always when you're dealing with players, they're, they're millionaires and with Messi at some point, maybe he will become a billionaire, but the billionaire, if you, when you see the millionaires, what you're not seeing is the billionaires behind those millionaires. And right. so, I mean, it's, so the question is like, how far up do you want to go? Right to the top, Hove. Yeah, Which, good. It's, Talk I mean, about the owners. Jeff yeah. Bezos, right? Like, that yeah, guy I'm going to is... jump in here, though, Hove, because you, you can go all the way to the top and you can say a lot of people are making a lot of money. Um, but you, you have to, like, you see, you're right. It's a business and it wouldn't be there if there wasn't a market for it, right? So the reason these players are making this much money, the reason the money is there to be had is because of the fans. <laughs> <clears throat> that's where it starts from, right? If, if fans complain about these inflated salaries, um, stop watching. You know, that's that's how you stop it from going anywhere. I mean, it, it, there wouldn't be a business if there wasn't a market, right? So, um, But Josh, I'll push back. I'm one of those fans who's conflicted, who loves watching sports, right. but also thinks that this is crazy that right a, a person could make this much and like how it's just so ridiculous and and it is it is ridiculous i think one of the things too one of the problems is 
is especially in, in certain sports in particular, and um, not all, but in particular sports, you have uh, you have these young young players that are pretty much bred to get to the highest level, right? To get to these major leagues, to get to whatever. So they are given every opportunity, every pass, just all the way through, and then all of a sudden, they're left on their own with millions of dollars this with this this cash that we're talking about so for me that that's kind of the problem with these kind of salaries and you hear stories with with certain people of like going broke and you think man they had such a great career like oh how could they how could they be so stupid to spend this money i wouldn't spend it but again you got to think about like they were just legitimately coddled all the way from grade school elementary and into you know college and university and then into the pros so for me i think salaries should start coming in into the college level I think college players should get paid a certain amount because then they can, they're in an institution as far as like an educational institution where they could start learning how to take care of their money and have that basis of how to take care of their money, of how to protect that, what to do by the time they get to the pros. The, the levels like uh, NFL does it, NBA does it um, with rookies coming in and um, it's mandatory for NFL rookies to and then and NBA rookies to sit through these seminars of ex players who have gone through these these troubles some who haven't and you know right, that's their way of saying oh well we we've given them an opportunity to figure out so there's an all day seminar to hear some horror stories and, and then you know it's up to them i think there needs to be more responsibility on that because you know so that, i think i think that's one of the biggest issues with the salaries as not just you know how much players are getting paid and for what, but it's also like just the fact that they're making this amount of money. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think you're right, John. Like, I think the NCAA, that's a no-brainer to start with, right? Like, the money that those colleges are bringing in for this for these sports is unreal. And, you know, they, you know, th- these colleges try to argue, well, you know, it's an am- we're, we're trying to support amateur stuff or we're trying to, you know, w- whatever. But it's like, that's, it's, you're capitalizing off of a market where there's no mm. market share for the actual product. Yeah. And it's razor thin for whatever sport outside of like the track and field for baseball, hockey, basketball, football, whatever those sports. It's, it's a pretty very thin margin that these athletes and some of these guys are actually going to make it to the higher level. Right. So some of, for some guys, this is, this is it. They know this is it. I'm, I'm playing for Notre Dame. I'm playing for Duke, North Carolina, Michigan state, whatever you have you. This is what I want to do. This is this is where I know, and I'm here. This is this is as far as I'm going to go. And they happen to blow out a knee, blow out something, they're done. That's pretty gut wrenching and heart wrenching to realize. So even getting a little bit would help them to continue on into their education, knowing that yeah, you know what, I'm go- I'm a student athlete, but you know I know that this is far. So yeah, no, I agree. I think that that's yeah. I, I think that's also part of part of the problem. Yeah, that's a great starting point to at least spreading around that wealth a little bit. Uh, a little bit better and you know it's following still a market principle right like it's 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 complete uh it's it's complete fraud it's complete crookery to to make all this money off of a product that's not getting any of it like it's you you don't have to look further than the european super league that they tried to do like a week and a half ago to to see that um People with all the money just want more of fan dollars. You know, we, you know, I don't know, uh, what's his name? Art, Art Eagleson, right? Like, 
guy sets up the players association sets up collective bargaining within the nhl represents players tries to get these guys paid fairly and i'm using this as the example because this is within our lifetimes he gets busted for fraud then turns around and serves time in in a provincial jail right but he's shone the light on the fact that these players get paid shit hockey players get paid shit compared to everyone else now you can talk about the fact that um you know markets and what uh what product they put on the ice compared to what they're putting on the court what they're putting on the fields but the marketing and advertising dollars that go through these teams is unreal look at what happened with ronaldo just the other day the uh, FIFA has come down and the organizers of the Euro have come down and said teams and countries are going to be fined if players start moving products. So moving the Coke bottles, taking it off to the side, out of the camera, holding up water, saying, I drink water, not Coke. Coke dips 1.6%. That's like $4 billion. 1.6% of their market share is $4 billion. Players don't see any of that marketing money. They see none of that profit. They see none of the advertising dollars. It goes through the team and then everyone gets a piece of it here and there, but it is big money. Look at the NHL this year. On every piece of ice, there is a new logo. They're changing the logos each period. The the glass behind the players, each period that's getting changed and there's a new sponsor behind there. They're doing the same with basketball. Harley Davidson now on the Milwaukee Bucks jerseys. You know, Sun Life on everyone else's jerseys. If there's a if there's an open space, teams are going to be putting logos on there and they're going to be raking in that money. You know, you're right, but one of the flip sides of that, um, where that works and where I'm a little bit in agreement with that is when it comes to women's sports. Uh, if you look at the WNBA jerseys, you will you will hardly find the team name because they need those sponsors for them to make the salaries that they make less. Star players from the WNBA make less than your average hockey player, right? So, like, with that, I, I'm agreeing with what you're saying with that, but then the, just the flip side of the coin is when it comes to these sponsorships, some of these leagues, specifically when it comes to women's sports, need those sponsorships, need that to, so you like, it's written all over their jerseys, whatever it is, like Bing, what have you, right? And then you may see like, you know, Storm or Mercury, but everything else is covered because, but you're right, you're seeing that more and more. They're taking out that logo when it comes, especially in the NBA with the, uh, for the past couple years, right? And then the problem becomes is, like, I haven't been to a Raptors games in, in a long time. It's at least been, a, like, a good, I don't know, man, maybe, like, at least uh, three, three, four years since the last time I was actually at the ACC for a Raptors game. And I used to love going. I used to go to at least a few, try to go to at least, like, three or four a, a year. But it's turned into, it, it's it's entertainment value when it comes to now these arenas where, like, music is, is pumped through. Look at, like, uh, the Vegas Stadium for the Raiders, right? Yeah, you're in Vegas, but there's an actual nightclub. Um, these stadiums are getting bigger and better. That's It's more the entertainment value because it goes to what you were saying. They just want the fans' money, right? More money spent in. And we can talk, like, you know, you made the joke uh, last week, like, how much, like, a drink is ridiculous, 
price for at like at the at the Leafs game or something, right? When it all like all goes back to even what over you said in the beginning of these owners just like filling their pockets. Yeah. And-, See, and then there's a whole other point that you're bringing up here when you talk about the NBA and talk about women's sports. And they have an interesting model when it comes to Premier League soccer in in England where um, and I, I don't know if the other European uh, leagues have this as well, but um, so for Manchester United, they have their they have their men's team and they have a women's team now. Uh, for the Glasgow Rangers, they have a men's team and they have a women's team now. And the women are wearing Rangers jerseys. They're wearing Man U jerseys. And they are benefiting from the already established infrastructure of the team. So they're benefiting from the practice fields. They're benefiting from the uh, other facilities and things like that that these teams have because they're massive. They have massive training facilities. They have massive practice facilities. They have massive, um, you know, facilities. Like, so that's something that the NBA and the NHL should be getting behind and they should be doing that. 100%. You know, and it's not like you have to have the Lady Leafs, you know, or the Female Flames, but you can you can work those things in because the markets are there. You're having these, uh, you know, what tournaments throughout this year that are, you know, they're hoping that Madison square gardens and the, and the Rangers are going to allow them to play there. They're hoping that they're going to be able to play in Chicago. They're hoping they're going to be able to play here. And it's all like week by week decisions on these things. But if the teams got behind it, that's going to be a lot of money that's there. That's going to be a lot more TV revenue that's going to be there so that it's not just YouTube and CBC gem running these games. Yeah. And that, I mean, I mean, and you're hitting on something for me. That's what, you know, you, Alex, you were talking about like all this wealth or whatever. And for me, it's less about the wealth. And it's more about what are you doing with it? What, how are you using it? Um, are you doing, are you doing good with it and how much good are you doing with it? And I mean, the NBA is, is an interesting example, right? Because so much of what those, so much of those players are pushing for justice in so many different areas, but then it gets complicated because so much of their market share is in China and that's where things start to get complicated. Right. Because. Where Daryl Morey tweets something and it affects the market in a drastic way. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, yeah. or, Or Chris's example with the Coke. Right. And so, I mean, that's, that's the dark, that's the tricky part side of, of how our world works with a, with global, capitalism right is there's some good that can be done but ultimately you're going to be subservient to that money and i guess the other piece for me is you can't tell me that athletes i mean world-class professional athletes are uh i mean the amount of work they've had to do they they work hard they're incredibly gifted at what they do but you cannot tell me that they're worth more than a scientist who helped come up with the vac the COVID-19 vaccine or a surgeon or a pilot or I don't know just professions that required a tremendous amount of skill you can't tell me that professional athletes are worth not only more than them but 
exponentially more than them. So, yeah. So, so for Hove, I think like, it's a question then where if you're making this money, if you like the teams are acquiring this wealth, is there a better way like to put it back into the community and a better way to use that wealth than just have the owner making an astronomical amount and the players making a huge amount. This is the question though. Are are we going to, are we going to force corporations to, to give their money to charitable causes? Like we do that anyways. There there's all sorts of tax breaks. They do all sorts of things. Each team has their foundation. Each team has those charitable things, but at the end of the day, we're still just going to be giving the money. So shouldn't, the players be getting a fair share of that money. Absolutely. How that how that money is distributed throughout their systems. Well, what are we talking about? Are we talking about the NHL? Or are we talking about soccer no, players? We're, we're, are we talking we're, about we're, baseball we're, we're players? About all all leagues. But, you know, what we're, all, but the disparity is so drastic between what a hockey like what the best hockey players make ten million a year, you know, compared to but, but then but then this this then comes down a year. To, to race economics. You know what I mean? Like like there, there are people within, you know, equity seeking communities, black communities where people are seeing sports as their way out. Sports is their way out. I know two guys who played professional football and they were like, you know, that was the only way to be able to do this was, was to be able to try and play football. That was the only way to get ahead was to do this. So, you know, paying players you know it's it's so it's so small but so many players are bringing people along with them and changing their communities as they're going changing their old neighborhoods changing like their families all of those things let's just say i trust the i trust the players with that money more than i trust the owners and if you reduce player salaries if you do reduce player salaries you're it's just more money to the owners like my dad was i was talking with my dad about this because we were kind of bemoaning how canadian teams um end up getting screwed a lot in comparison to teams like tampa bay and florida because of tax breaks because of the canadian dollar all that be uh, wanting to live in a warm place as opposed to uh, as opposed to winnipeg and you know my dad was like we should just take a zero off the salaries and i was like that just that won't work that won't because it's just going to be more money in owners pockets and so yeah yeah i think uh I'm I'm really kind of interested for our resident psychologist to uh, weigh in on this one, uh, Doctor Crane. <laughs> thoughts? I have a lot of thoughts. I just don't want to derail what you guys are talking about. <laughs> but no, I think it's like I don't know. It's it's hard because it's like you can't complain about capitalism, but then buy into capitalism. Yeah, there's a great need, but for me, it's where the money starts. You talk about it, 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 they they do gouge the fan for sure. I mean, the Leafs come out with a new jersey every year just so that people buy it to wear it because they want to wear the the newest jersey. And it's the exact same as like, it's the Leafs jersey. It's blue and white, right? There's no difference. But um, yeah, I I don't know. I mean, like we're all buying into the, the capitalist thing. And then you, you know, we complain and we're talking about markets, but market, markets are always dictated by by the people who are spending money in those markets. It's any market you talk about. We talk about music earlier, the arts, uh, and when those markets get, you know, flooded with with money, they become corrupt and about money instead of about what it's you know really supposed to be about. The sport gets lost in all this stuff, um, 
you know logos and capitalism they've they've taken what people seem to enjoy and they've made a a huge business out of it so i don't know i find like i mean yeah i can complain about the the amount of money and how it's all spent and where it should be spent but for me it always starts with with where it's coming from and it's coming from us it's coming from the fans alex it's coming from you alex mcleod john graham or john Oh, your last name's on the Facebook or the website. Sorry. Oh, that's okay. People can know my last name. That's okay, Josh. It's coming from me. Well, there's just some personal information that's been shared on the podcast. We need to be mindful of. That's all. Did you get any emails this week? Um, no. Mark. Mark took care of. Mark took care of it. Yeah. Okay. Any uh, <laughs> Any closing thoughts on the morality of salaries in sports? No, I just think that later on I'm going to text Josh at 647. So uh, LeBron James, he made the headlines this week. And to be honest, I thought it came across a bit like he's he's being a bit whiny because he's not in the playoffs anymore. He got bounced in the first round for, I don't know, maybe the very, the first, very seldom time, very few time times ever. in his career. First time ever in his career. That's what I heard, but I don't know if it's true. So he took to Twitter, as athletes do today, and he said a bunch of things where he was really going after the NBA. My Here's the – okay, I'll tell you what he said, and then I'll give you my quick thoughts and then open it up. LeBron said this, they all didn't want to listen to me about the start of the season. I knew exactly what would happen. I only wanted to protect the well-being of the players, which ultimately is the product and benefit of our game. These injuries isn't just, quote, part of the game, unquote. It's the lack of pure rim rest – Oh, that's sort of a pun on REM rest, huh? Rim rest, basketball rest, before starting back up. Eight, possibly nine All-Stars has missed playoff games, most in league history. This is the best time of year for our league and fans, but missing a ton of our favorite players, it's insane. Anyway, he goes on and on. But he basically was saying like he didn't want, he told the league, not to start when they did. They needed more time. Listen, I a lot. Of, I was listening to the Bill Simmons podcast, and a point he made this morning that I agree with is a lot of these injuries are just basketball injuries. Like uh, Kyrie Irving came down on someone's foot and rolled his ankle, or Kawhi Leonard his knee injury. Um, Kawhi has had knee trouble for I think since his San Antonio days, and he just heard it again on a play that had nothing to do with the season starting earlier because Kawhi load managed the crap out of this season. Also 46 games or something is what he played. So it's got nothing to do with that. I don't know about some other injuries. Maybe LeBron has some, some uh, there's some validity validity here that some of the injuries have to do with the season starting earlier, but I don't know. I I just think it's LeBron upset that he's not in, in the playoffs right now. What do we think of LeBron's comments and what do we think of all the injuries that have occurred this season in the NBA and how it's affected the NBA playoffs? What I was reading was that um the like the if you look at like actually how many injuries 
there was this year as opposed to previous years, the number the jury's still out on whether it's actually increased. All uh, star players have gotten more injured, but in terms of overall injuries, um, it doesn't look like it. It's actually, as of right now, it doesn't look like it's actually changed that much. Um, so I don't know. I, it, I'm, I mean, all star players they play more minutes. Um, they're probably taking more hits, but yeah, it doesn't like, it seems like LeBron's speaking only for, uh, players like himself, not for the whole league. So I don't know. Yeah, I think I can agree with that. I agree with your statement too, Alex. I think that's a, I think, I think he has a valid point. I think, yes, he has a valid point in the beginning, but he definitely goes off the rails where it's, it's turns in about, about himself. Right. And I think, and so you're also right, Jesse, like, you know, all-star players, you know, I do, they do take, take their time, but it was a very shortened turnaround in between seasons and just, just normal wear and tear, forget necessarily like injuries, like nothing that like severe, like you said, like Kawhi dealt with his knee, Kyrie was an accident. I believe Chris Paul has had that nagging shoulder injury, um, that's got him. He's out with COVID, but he there's been talk about his his shoulder has been 100. percent But you'll get a player like a like a Chris Paul, like a Kawhi, and that will either play through it or even like a Jimmy Butler that will play through that that pain, that normal wear and tear of like you said, they're taking a little bit more hits. They're the star players. They're the all star players. They're getting you know they're getting schemed for more than most of the other players, right? So there's a point that I feel like yeah, there's. There should have been a little bit more rest for them. Uh, off season is a time to rest. Any little major to, to minor injuries to just get that. Um, you know, it's like I said earlier. Like the Heat shows that they were pretenders. I'm I'm a little bit on wavering on my statement on that one. I think it did show, but I think it just shows more of like the wear and tear that the Heat had. They came out hot, and I think you know for them in particular, we'll build on this and we'll see them coming back stronger next year. And I think that has to do it more than injuries. I think LeBron is blaming injuries for, for his point um, for getting bounced out. So I do agree. I think that's LeBron just being, uh, being a bit whiny, but I think there is a bit validity to that. that the other thing is his best friend, Chris Paul is head of the players. What's it called? The players association. Yeah. The players union, essentially the players yeah. union and, and LeBron's, maybe the most influential of any player. Absolutely. Um, and they agreed to when the season would start. So I don't well, understand. Because it, well, it, I don't know this because obviously not in the meetings. None of us are in the meetings. But Josh if you think about meetings. it, well, yeah, Josh is everywhere. Josh has his fingers on the pulse of everything these days. I think it goes back to our original hmm. discussion about uh, salaries and money, right? Yes, it does, John. So I think, you know, like, okay, we'll agree to it because, you know, ownership could be losing out on money, fan base. Like, I think it comes down to money. Mm-hmm. It, it does completely come down to money on this whole thing. If the, if the NBA season didn't start on Christmas Day, the deal with Disney was – Disney was going to pull out of their, of their television deal. Like, if they didn't start on Christmas Day, then players aren't going to be able to – play in Tokyo, which what basketball player doesn't want to be chosen for the dream team? You know? Yeah, you know, and I think I think you're right. I think money plays into it. And I think it's a matter of like 
it's it's almost a little bit disrespectful to like quote unquote like favorite players that are now in the mix of getting a championship like we talked about last year these teams are on the verge of either getting their a championship that they haven't had in over 20 plus years or their first one so young players especially like a young hawks team um just specifically because we're talking NBA that don't get that lot of shine uh, that haven't made it this far. They are, they're getting their names out. They're getting to show what these guys can do to get to this level. I've said it before, like the 15th guy on the NBA bench could handily beat anybody on, on a game of one-on-one really to get to a high level of any sport. Right. So, yeah, I, I, like I said, I agree with the, the, your, what you're saying. It is the bronzes. I feel he's just being whiny, but there is a little, there's subtle points to, to that for, for a statement in the beginning. That's my take. Yeah. Um, so if I could jump in here, jump in with both feet, Josh, Dr. Crane. Yeah. Go for it. I mean, yeah, I, I, I agree. LeBron has a point. The seasons are too long. Um, and pretty much across all sports, there's just too many games. There's no reason for, and with COVID, I mean, I guess things have been a little lighter, but normally yeah, sure. you're looking yeah. at, uh, yeah. um, yeah. So they've never really taken into consideration the, the toll that the season's taken on the player. But, but then I mean, again, you've you got also, the old school but, guys like Charles Barkley, who they played every game and Michael Jordan and played. Well, that doesn't mean it's right. But again, I think it comes back to money too, right? right. Like they, they needed to play because they weren't making the money that NBA players are making now. There's always incentives. And a lot of these, I don't, not sure if there's as much anymore, but I know Barkley's talked about it, that there was, there's playoff money. You're getting bonuses. You're getting, it's like with NFL, right? Like a lot of these guys yeah. are willing to pay, play through things. It's like Devontae Adams went on the record saying, like, they weren't talking about Aaron Rodgers. He's like, I'm not leaving any money. I grew up with nothing. I'm not leaving any money on the table. I'm yeah. showing up. It doesn't matter who's there. I'm showing up. I'm, I'm getting paid to play. I'm showing up, right? So, because there's incentive lace with, with certain things. So, especially in Barkley's days, I think so. That was the motivation of load management. No, they can talk about their toughness, but it comes, it always comes back down to money again yeah that, that's my but if you look at Sorry, if you look at what lebron's actually saying what he's actually saying there is it's not my fault mm-hmm. so he feels obviously bad for the season and what happened and it's not his fault but at the same time he did things that i think you know i mean it, it's just questionable to do like walking off the court before the game's over there was a bunch of stuff that he did which um that's a little annoying. That's, that's, that's well, a is this annoying. your clinical assessment or is this just your... Well, I don't know if it's clinical. It's just it's clear that what he's saying is it's not his fault. So he feels bad for the season. It didn't go the way he wanted to because he didn't win a championship. And, you know, I think good players, like, I mean, if you really want, I think you need a little bit of humility to say, I didn't do enough. Injuries have always been a part of the game. Like injuries, doesn't matter how long the season is, right? They're always going to be there. You look at the NFL, John, how many teams would have made it to the Super Bowl without injuries, right? The Dallas Cowboys being one of the sort of the biggest teams there. So, you know, you, you got to play through this Pardon? stuff and, and you, rise The Cowboys would have made the Super Bowl? Oh, Gosh. easily. They would have beat Brady, wouldn't they have? Ezekiel Elliott, what's that other oh. guy's name? Prescott? That's because that he, he's, he, he's got Ezekiel Elliott on his fantasy team. <laughs> 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 Guys, let's go to the NBA playoffs quickly. So, as we've already mentioned, we already talked about these injuries. Kawhi has a knee injury. And for Who's whatever Kawhi? reason, 
Okay, you know. <laughs> we'll get to know him well. He's going to be your Jimmy Butler sidekick oh, down he's in Miami to, soon. He's coming to Miami. Oh, he's taking oh, his time down to South Beach. I'll notice. <laughs> yeah, you'll love him. You will love him. Uh, he's got this knee injury, but we don't know what how severe it is. It's strange. Uh, like you say, we, like, like you're he's in the meeting. Definitely, man. They're saying <laughs> he's out indefinitely. Gosh, I'm like one of the. I'm like with the, his doctors. I'm like a doctor. The Montreal Canadiens who gets, you know. Who gets skated out to the scene five minutes oh, after? Okay, Just, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> no, we don't know how severe the injury is, but Kawhi is an injury. <laughs> Uh, Kyrie he's out Irving indefinitely. They said he's out they said indefinitely. I know. I'm just holding out hope that he'll come back after the Utah. <laughs> Notice John said they said, but Alex is like, we just don't know the answer. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm so invested <laughs> in Kawhi. That's Me, what. Kawhi's wife, his kids. We're just, you know, no, 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 we had a meeting. <laughs> the doctor wouldn't let me in. I don't understand it. <laughs> I'm part of the team. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I got this restraining order. I don't <laughs> think about the NBA playoffs. And well, I'll tell you right now, it's 14. Well, almost yeah. down to 14. Philly's leading Atlanta right now. Philly collapsed like, last game. They're up Philly 26 collapsed, but there, it's 92-85 right now with four minutes left in the Ooh, fourth. So not safe. It's not safe. It's in Atlanta. Um, but, you know, Embiid is there. He he did. He had – one. Uh, <laughs> I'm not a big fan of Joel Embiid as far as like his talents are fantastic. Like that, that is a talented player, but I think he, I don't think he's mentally as tough. He lets his mouth run too much and he doesn't always back it up. So, you know, it's best one of those. He's not, he doesn't have, he's not there yet in my mind of like, you know, taking that trash talk and using it motivation and actually shutting up because I think he just, he just ran out of gas last game. Um, it's it's crazy, man. I'm I'm. I told you last thing. I'm I'm going for Phoenix and then in the West here. I I really like it. I, I like what's coming out. What could come out of the West? Um, if the Clips pull it out, that's that's going to be a, that's going to be a great story. That's you know, it's like the Mets winning the World but if Series they don't have out of the Kawhi, Yankees, right? Like if they don't have Kawhi. Yeah, I, I don't have Kawhi. I, you know, that, that doesn't I matter. Think, I don't see them much. winning. That doesn't okay. Well, here's the thing, man. Now we're just yeah. Hold on, hold on. Trolling. That does. I'm when I say that, it's just like because I don't, I don't have Kawhi on a pedestal like some people on this podcast. Have you seen Paul how George? He's Listen, man, I like him. I'm, I am a fan of Kawhi. I am not gonna. Yeah, I have, and I'm just saying, I'm a fan. Not, he's just not on a huge pedestal. I have other people on a pedestal over Kawhi personally, but I'm just, I'm going to spit my truth, Alex. Paul George showed up. You gotta, you. you you got to get that. I don't trust credit. playoff P. Oh, of course, to be I wouldn't either. Absolutely, I, I I agree with you. But he showed up, right? So it makes you just be like, oh, well, look at this. I don't think if Kawhi is out, I don't think the Clips are getting out of the Western Conference. I think it's definitely going to go Phoenix's way. Absolutely. But I'm just saying, I like what could happen. I like the intrigue. I'm still riding with the Bucks coming out of the East. It's going to be tough. Like Kevin Durant is hands Seven, down the greatest basketball player right now so that's that's going to be interesting but you know bucks have beaten them so that that's an interesting series and you know what let's see what happens here with the philly atlanta it's 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 exciting man i, I really like i haven't been excited about a good nba playoffs in a while but i'm i'm liking i'm liking what's happening 
Speaking of players playing through injury, uh, James Harden is not 100%. You can tell he is not. He looks like he's 10%. He's not the scoring menace that he's been his entire career. He's making incredible passes. He's contributing in ways he can, but he's not 100%. And he's out there and he's playing. So you got to give that guy props because I know he gets a lot of flack for his defense and maybe being a little soft, but I give him props for being out there. Yeah. Is that your quailing? Uh, no. Well, <laughs> maybe. Let's quickly go to the NHL playoffs, and then we'll jump into quailings. Uh My Habs are tied 1-1 with the Golden Knights end of the second period of game three. Oh, Dominic Ducharme is, has tested positive for COVID. He got his second shot, I think they said June 9th or something, but it obviously hasn't been two weeks, so it's not effective nine days later uh, to, uh, today, June 18th. But anyway, he's the head coach of the Canadians is, is now not going to be coaching for the foreseeable future. So we have Luke Richardson and Alex Burroughs and Sean Burke as our coaches now. So anyway, we're right in there. Uh, the other series is, uh, you even know, Tampa and oh, there you go, New York Islanders. Yeah, and Tampa's up two one in that series. You know what, Alex? I, I'll, I'll I'm going to bring this up real quick. I was uh, thinking about this, which is kind of interesting. Um, in the 1980s, uh, the the New York Islanders were a pretty Four dominant. Cups. Yeah, pretty dominant franchise. Uh, and in the 70s, of course, it was your your Montreal Canadiens, um, and they kind of like dethroned the Montreal Canadiens, right? Everyone was like really excited that the Islanders came along to stop this force uh, that was the Montreal Canadiens in the 70s. Mike Bossy. And and so now we're we're at a a point where we, I mean, the way, I mean, Tampa is going to be tough to get through and the the Knights are going to be tough to get through for both those teams. But um, I don't know, it's kind of interesting to think that uh, we've almost come full circle here now back in 2021 that these two teams who haven't had much success since maybe the early 90s um, are now, you know, possibly going to meet in the playoff finals. So hockey guy number five, you're predicting Habs versus Islanders Stanley Cup finals. I mean, I really like the Tampa Bay Lightning. I've said it for a while, so no, it's you hard don't. to go against. You like the Florida Panthers this year. You had the Panthers oh, I, last year. I, got, I like Steve Stamkos. always like Stammer. So. Uh, it's, it's, it's fun to watch, but it's weird. Like The Islanders have a team that's like, if you take what was it? Someone said, if you take the top 10 players in the league and take them away, the next 10 players are all on the Islanders. Like they're, they've got I don't a team think they of have like, a top 40 scorer. No, they team. don't, but, but uh, Brock Nelson's the real deal. Like they got some players there, Matt but Barzell? it's just Barzell's another one, right? It's just Adam like Pollock, these the de- middle of the, the road. And then, and then you look at the Habs too, where they have players that have just uh, really stepped up. Like I said, Petrie's playing like a top five defenseman. Like he's playing. What do you really think of those red eyes? Pretty intimidating. Oh, huh? he was on painkillers. He's got a broken wrist or something, and they just topped him up on painkillers and threw him out there. What are you kidding me? Everybody knows that. Look the at that. Is he's got bloodshot eyes. Oh, I know that's <laughs> both the flame. eyes are are broken blood vessels in no, both he's, eyes. He's hopped up on some painkillers. Well, what do you, what did you say this week, Josh? He's a top five. 
defenseman in he's the league. He's playing like a top five defenseman. He's playing really well. He's playing good hockey. Yeah. That's it. That's all I got. <laughs> oh, hockey guy number one or whoever's ranked higher than me anyways. Josh just admitted to that. Wow. Well, at least in John's books. I mean, you'd have to say that here's the thing with hot. Like you'd have to say that Tampa Bay and Vegas are the favorites to make it to the finals. Um, but hockey's a team sport and goaltending is, is a huge factor. So I don't know, man. The Islanders are playing the, – the Islanders are playing – like they play a similar style to Columbus, um, and the Columbus have – they've swept Tampa Bay in the first round that year. So you, you just don't know what's going to happen. It's just hockey's so unpredictable. But uh, I'm cheering uh, – I'm cheering for Cole Caulfield and uh, and Carey Price. I, I like those two players. Thank you, uh, Jesse. I, I, I'm not cheering oh, for the it's Canadians. It's a personal compliment. <laughs> Alex, I have a question for you, Alex. If the world was going to end and you had to play a golf game, 18 holes to save the world, all right? Yeah. Just for instance, don't focus on 18 the logistics. 18 holes to save the world. 18, okay. And you had to pick one partner. You had to kill one partner. And you had to, yeah, sorry, you had to pick one partner. You had to kill one of them, and one of them could be your caddy. And you could pick from Carey Price. Uh, what's that other Brady? Tom Brady. And uh, Kawhi Leonard, who are you going to oh, pick? Who are you going to kill? And who's going to oh. caddy for you? Save the world. World's on stake here, Alex. You got 18 holes. Oh, that should be to ask. <laughs> I think that Carey Price, because he's a hockey player, really good hand-eye coordination. I think he's the It has nothing to do with he's the only one playing right now. Of... It has nothing to do with anything. No, I, also, <laughs> Carey Price will be my partner. No, uh, there's there's another there's another scenario I would like to do one day with Carey those. Price will be my partner. <laughs> yeah, Alex. That game in the, in the oh, between Tom Brady and Kawhi Leonard. Oh. Very similar participants. <laughs> yeah, no, it's the same three people. He'll <laughs> speak volumes of you. I can't do it. I want them. Very different activity. <laughs> I have to kill one of them. Really? You gotta kill there's one. Six, there's six balls of. Yes, you gotta though. kill one. Who do you kill? You gotta kill one. Who are you gonna kill? Why are Tom? You have a choice between killing the black guy or the white guy that voted for Donald That's Trump. Not... <laughs> That's not. <Jesus Christ. laughs> Welcome back, Hope. <laughs> I mean, Tom Brady did that match. Like he plays a little bit of golf. He did the match. You know why I asked you this question, Alex? Because this is a struggle for you. Oh, it's <laughs> terrible. It's, it's just hilarious. It's the worst. Who gives a crap? It's a hypothetical situation. It's just... the worst. Uh, I think Kawhi is poised. I want him as my caddy because he's so poised. <laughs> so I'll kill Tom Brady. This is his poised on the bag. That is the correct <laughs> choice. So we got Terry playing with me and Kawhi's on the bag and Tom's dead. Oh, it's the worst. <laughs> But we doesn't, saved the world. It really doesn't right? sound that bad to me. It's... Okay. Um, his poise. Because of his yeah. poise. At, at the end of this movie, Will Smith comes out and gives you the golden key. You yeah. saved the world. Yeah. <laughs> Guys, do we have any Quaylen Awards for the most timely play of the week this past week? I got a bunch. Fire away. Give us one. Uh, oh, so it's it a tough choice. It's tough choosing. Like, you know what? Uh, Hull? Take my turn. You got two. Take oh, two. I, I, I don't have any in particular, so you you take mine. Okay, go, well, you, I'll go with my honorable mentions. Uh, 
uh, Sohei Otani to you know a... What? You know what, Jesse? You, you can have mine, too. <laughs> Jesus. Shohei Otani. Uh, Shohei Otani. Jesse. Uh, Jesse. A... <laughs> Shut up. Can I, take can I just well, say but... my spiel, and then you guys can also have your Quaylands? There's lots of time. It's fine. Come on now. Jesus. Uh, loves you. Um... <clears throat> Okay, Shohei Otane, uh, Trey Young. I love I love what the Hawks are doing right now. I don't know if they can. Wait, wait, all you said was his name, Shohei Otani. What a boat. Oh, sorry. Uh, one of the few two-way players in baseball to ever actually be able to do it. Uh, oh, he's doing made, Babe Ruth type stuff. It's crazy. Uh, made the all-star team as a hitter. He's going to be in the oh, he's going to be derby. Sorry, he's going to be in the home run derby. Thank you. But he'll make the uh, all-star game as a hitter and pitcher. Yeah. Which is just insane to me. Uh, Trey Young, uh, just killing it, uh, staying positive. I don't think his team is as good as the Sixers, uh, but he's he's playing through. And they you know, like he was saying, they they just keep fighting. And uh, I don't th- I don't know if they're going to do it, but I would love to see them beat the Sixers because uh, Embiid is just such a whiny baby, and and Trey Young just seems to be that guy that's like, we're just going to keep going, we're just going to keep fighting, and I just love that attitude. Um. But I think I'm going to go with Cole Caulfield. He scored tonight. I'm going to try to be a little bit uh, prophetic for the uh, the future distribution of this podcast. I think Caulfield's going to do something special in this game and hopefully in future games. So, Cole Caulfield. That's great. That's excellent choice. Five foot seven. Just like five me. Five foot two, eyes of blue. But oh, what those five feet could do. Anybody else? No, man. I you mean, got, you took my time. Good one. I'll I'll, <laughs> I'll I'll give it to uh, uh, Braden McNabb for the Vegas Knights. I like the way he's playing. He doesn't have scored any goals That's or anything. Because he like was that. a king. He hasn't scored any goals or anything. No, but, but he's 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 lay, he's playing good. He's playing good defense. The reason I give it to him is because I always was upset that the Kings let him go. I thought they should have let Jake Muzzin go. Uh, eventually Jake gets sent to the Leafs. Um, but I thought McNabb was the better defenseman. And, uh, yeah, it's uh, watching him play. I was right. So, um, yeah, him and Alec Martinez. So I'll give it to the whole defensive, uh, the, the the Vegas defense. That's They're where good. Mike Wellen goes They're to. Good. They are Petrangelo, good. They're, Martinez, They're faster than, uh, than the, the Habs offense. They're, easy, they're a fast uh, defense team. So. I was yeah, gonna find a way. I would have had one because I was gonna hopefully. I was hoping Scotland would have pulled out over England. Oh, that uh, today, old, but yeah. it ended yeah. in a nil-nil draw. So um, yeah, don't have much, but I will. Yeah, it's not really a quailing, but why not? Um, Celtics traded Kemba Walker to the OKC. Good riddance, huh, Kemba? Uh, well, you know, yes and no. I just did not wasn't like what's getting for them. No, I know, but I didn't. It gave up a 16th, the 16th pick of next year's draft. Got Al Horford back. I don't know. I, I was never a Horford fan. He's he's getting up there. So, but we'll see. Okay. He's big. 
Do you think, John, do you think they did that uh, to try to like get, just get a little bigger and a little tougher or what, what do you think the idea was there? I'm just got a big contract too, I think. Right. Yeah. Yeah. He has a big contract. Um, Next up's got to get rid of uh, Eric Fournier as far as I'm concerned. Um, I was kind of hoping not to get rid of like a, like a first rounder, like the pick out of that, because it'd be nice to draft a young, young point guard, but yeah, it was just it was just to clear him out, make some space. It's going to build around Tatum. It'll, it'll be a bit, especially with Ain on his out now. Brad Stevens is a high basketball IQ guy, so you know, before I make any real snap decisions, let's just see how it goes. Wouldn't be surprised if Horford moves on on another deal. So we'll see yeah. early on. Fair you know the game and the rules are simple. Start bench cut. We've got two rounds tonight. The first oh. round is playoff point guards. So point guards who were in the playoffs this season, uh, sort of in the same era. Two of them are definitely in the same era. Uh, one of them slightly younger, but uh, here we go. Start one, bench one, cut one. Derek Rose, Chris Paul, Kyrie Irving. Mm. Start one, bench one, cut one. All right, I'm going to lead off. I'm going to, I'm going to start Chris Paul. I'm going to start Chris Paul due to the fact that he's been solid, quality, high performer, competitor, gives it all his all, smart. I'm starting Chris Paul. Starting Chris Paul. D Rose goes on the bench. He's up there in age. Yeah, he came back from from his injury. May not be as explosive as he won. He's an ex-MVP. And Kyrie, talent up the wazoo, toxic. Don't want that on my team. Those are two guys that I'm, I'm keeping as my point guards to lead, to know that they're on the floor. They're leading the charge I'm extremely comfortable with. I'm identical to yours, your picks. Good picks, John. <laughs> Uh, I like, I like Kyrie. I like starting Kyrie. I like, I, I would say present day Kyrie. I think he's really evolved and grown as a person and a player, uh, as a team player over time. So I go with Kyrie start Chris Paul on the bench. What do you base that on Jess? Just this season? Just, just this season. Just like seeing him in past playoffs. Like see, I don't watch a lot of basketball. I mostly just watch the Raptors, but I will watch some games in the playoffs and uh, seeing him from past playoffs to this playoffs, it just seems like he's a lot more composed. He's trying to keep the team together. Um, he's the only one who's won a title, too, and had a huge shot, huge moment. Nope, no, 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 no. Take that back. Kevin Durant. <coughs> no, Kevin Durant. No, of the three. Of the three. The oh, bench oh I thought you were talking no, about the Nets. My bad. Yeah, Sorry. Yeah. I, I literally thought you were talking about the Nets. I was like, hold yeah, on. Yeah. Yeah, I got to back. Three, I mean, right. Kevin Durant went to the favorites. To I take it titles. back. I take yeah. it back, Alex. I take it back. If we, yeah, Kevin Durant would be better than all three of those players. Um, yeah, sorry. Uh, Kyrie Irving, Chris Paul, and then Derrick Rose would be cut. I I remember watching Derrick Rose when he first came out. He was just – he was so good. So good. So good. But, yeah, it doesn't uh, – So good. And I haven't <laughs> – So good. So, how do you know that he's grown as a person? You said that he's grown as a Thank person. Thank you, Dr. I mean, Crane. 
Th- thank you for that. That's a very good question. I, well, the Earth is flat, Josh. The Earth is flat. I mean, he's a he's a flat earther who I don't know. Just seemed kind of like a babe. I don't know. As he's not blowing up. I mean, doesn't if you he, he left the team home he's twice not this blown season up. for oh, I first see. He's not gotten upset. We don't. We okay, don't know but what that's those but are. that's better he's than being team. toxic during the game. He's making millions of dollars. It seems like well, he's playing the game. I'm, well, I'm not saying I'm not saying he's Mother Teresa. I'm just saying well, he's Mother well, Teresa he's, wasn't a saint either. But well, yeah, he's, well, nobody he can't is. Be. He's, he's Muslim. Josh doesn't like Mother Teresa. That's what <laughs> I didn't say that. I didn't say that. I'm, I just I'm not there's, saying there's, he's. Uh, all right, guys, let's keep religious. Over this. Come on. Sorry, guys. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Um, wow. Where's I going with this? Eddie, uh, uh, I just. I think based on his base, he's not blowing up. He's not doing the same things on the court okay. that he usually that he had done in the past. Hmm. Chris and Josh, do you have a take on the star bench cut? Oh no, Vegas has scored two one. Okay, yeah, that was ahead. like five minutes ago. What are you talking? I just about? checked my phone, Josh. Oh, okay, all right. Well, it was a shorthand. I, I, cool. I thought you would have this live behind you. Well, actually, no, you wouldn't be able to concentrate. You're yeah, right, he also Chris. falls asleep for those late games, don't, don't you, Alex? Don't, you have a hard time staying it up. Was a, it was a lapse of judgment. <laughs> texting Alex during a hockey game is just ridiculous. All you get is like one emoji back. Yeah. If that. Yeah. Uh, I forgot the players, but I'll go with um, Chris uh, Paul. Chris Paul. Derek Rose. Kyrie Irving. Okay, I'll start Chris Paul. I'll bench Rose, and I'll I'll, I'll cut the other guy. Yeah, I honestly because Chris Paul is your is your Phoenix Suns point guard, so I was yeah, that's all I know. I'm okay, and I'm cheered fair. for Phoenix. I was, wait, I was waiting was. to see if you was man. Now is COVID nineteen. Hopefully, oh, I don't know. Hope Hopefully, he's okay. it that is, is that confirmed or is just like isolating? No, he's uh, just apparently, a... apparently he tested positive. He's been vaccinated and he still tested positive. Oh dear, that's what I read tonight. Chris, speaking of speaking of COVID nineteen and being vaccinated, red. We I was reading just earlier on tonight. Cole Beasley of the Buffalo Bills has gone out saying, made a whole statement about like he's not he's going to live his life and he's not going to get vaccinated. And if you're worried, stay clear. And if he has these force or tires, so be it. But he, he may die of COVID. Like he's gone on this insane rant, which isn't super sounds surprising. Like, from sounds Buffalo. like an idiot. Yeah, coming from Buffalo, that's like, all right, sounds for part. Yeah, he, yeah. he said his only goal is to, like, his family's taking care of. He's not in it for the money, just wants to win a Super Bowl. And if anyone in his family is worried about having COVID, then, you know, yeah, don't he, come and see me. Like, it's crazy bear, town. Bear with me. This is this is what one of the reports from Adam Sheff, Adam Sheffer said. He released a statement on Twitter, like we talked, and part of it is disclosing that he is not vaccinated and pledging to live my one life like I want to regardless. I will be outside doing what I do. I will be out in public. If you're scared of me, then steer clear or get vaccinated. I may die of COVID, but I'd rather die actually living. I'm not going to take take meds for a leg that isn't broken. I'd rather take my chance with COVID and build up my immunity that way. I will play for free this year to live life how I've lived it from day one. If I'm forced into retirement, so be it. And this goes back wow. to how we started the podcast, the immorality. Yeah. I meant to bring it up, but just because, Chris, when you brought the COVID. How spoiled I some of these athletes are talking about, I got to live my yeah. life the way I yeah. want to while I make 
whatever x million dollars a year it's, i love yeah. he tries to make himself sound like william wallace like yeah. i'll die for what i believe in like he's a good player but come on you're a slot receiver you'll he's not that good yeah dime a dozen okay chris do you have uh star bench cut with the point gods no i am in agreement with my brother oh that I'm in agreement with you, good sir. And so is Josh. Well, our second, I mean, what? Oh, sorry. <laughs> Joshua? <laughs> Nothing. I didn't. Our second, go ahead. Let's yeah, go. Yeah, no, our second star bench cut just came up tonight. Uh, thanks to Chris talking about his hat he was wearing, an Oakland A's hat. California baseball teams. So we have four of them. San Francisco Giants, Los Angeles Angels, Los Angeles, Dodgers, and Oakland Athletics. Those four, let's pick. I, I guess we're picking the the logo we like the most or the logo slash color scheme we like the most mm. out of those four. Start one, bench one, cut two. I'll just quickly just because I see – I'm going to just go Dodgers, start, uh, bench the A's. Wait, sorry. What was it? I have to. I have to cut. Dodgers. Two? Yeah, cut two. Dodgers. Oh, A's. And then it did Do- Dodgers. A's. And then in the order for me of the cutting, it go. So Dodgers start bench A's. Cut the uh, cut the Giants and then the Angels last. So I'll cut the Angels too, but they're on the bottom for me. Okay. Yeah, that's my order. Yeah. If if you aren't if you aren't keeping the Dodgers here, you're you're just an idiot. Like oh, Dodger, I, I'm an Dodger idiot. blue, but Dodger blue is like it's its own registered color. So like Dodgers, simple. I like it. Yeah, yeah. Keep keep the Dodgers. Cut LA first. Cut Oakland second, and then cut the Giants third. Wait, who's on your bench? Oh, 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 then I'm, oh, you're right. So I am starting the Dodgers. I am benching the Giants and then cutting the two A teams. The A's and Angels. Okay. Okay. I would, I'm a huge Christopher Lloyd fan, so I would keep the Angels. Um, and then <laughs> it could happen. Did you just would, Google that? Did you literally just Google that? What, Google what? Christopher Lloyd? No. Yeah. Huge Christopher Lloyd fan, man. What Taxi. a great movie. That is maybe my favorite baseball you, well, movie. Are you what's, what's another, what's another movie? movie? In the outfield? It is my favorite Can baseball movie. Can you name movie. another movie he was in? Oh, he's in the Back to the Future. Doc oh. Brown. Doc Brown, yeah. That was probably Ronald the biggest Is that the all you got? <laughs> <laughs> what else is his IMBD The say? actor? That's right, Chris. <laughs> the actor. Um... Anyways, yeah, so I'll start uh, the Angels. Actually, when I was a kid, I had an Angels hat. So I remember like when they used to be called the California Angels and then they were the Anaheim Angels. And I guess now they're the Look Los at Angeles you tonight Angels. With all the sports knowledge other than the NHL. Yeah, Josh. yeah I can. I can. Yeah, you can bring yeah. it huh? And then uh, I'll. I'll uh... This is kind of tough because I do like the Dodgers, I, but I, I'll bench the Oakland A's because I just like the green and yellow oh, not I too many teams you, I haven't. thought you would stick with LA because of the Kings I know right that's yeah. and the oh, Dodgers that's, that's yeah. Right. yeah so and then I I, I I actually like the Giants too I, I like all all four they all they all look sharp but those are the the two I would keep and the two I would cut 
Look at you. You guys know that the uh, look at you. You guys know that the Giants were almost moved to Toronto. <laughs> really? I only know yeah. that Chris because of a podcast that I listen to called That Sports Podcast, where this <laughs> no, guy on the podcast, Chris Graham, taught me that. That was good. <laughs> Great. We we've reached our peak now. now I really thought you were giving. A, I really thought you were going to give another plug to Bill Simmons. So. <laughs> that, was, that was good. Yes, he holds. Yo. Well, I got I got nothing. I got nothing on this. I got nothing. You can't even rank the logo. No, I got Okay, I'll rank them. You're on a podcast, though. We're going to ask you questions from time to time. I've got the Oakland A's number one. I've got the San Francisco Giants number two. And I'm also an idiot, Chris. I've got the Dodgers three and the Angels four. It's just just so sharp and clean. It, it's one. Of, it's white, one of the greatest no. baseball uniforms of all time. Mm. Even from the winter, even when it was in Brooklyn. Yeah. I mean, the Giants on, is guys. nice too, though. Jackie Robinson. What's those, wrong with you? Guys? Those B hats, Willie Mays, which is like with the, just Dodger blue with the B on it. Those are beautiful. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Before well, we go, sorry. Can I just because I be, go ahead, I'm not sure. John? I just want to make mention because I'm going to pretty much do this most podcast guys. Big F1 race again. That's the French Grand Prix happened on Sunday. I'm telling you, you guys need to need to watch it. It's a, this is really it's exciting stuff. Have Have any of you guys even tried to watch this uh, Formula One show on Netflix? I haven't oh, yeah. watched it all. Not. It's good. Oh my gosh, I've been watching it the last couple of nights, and I'm. I'm actually weirdly getting into it. So. That's what happened to me. That's what I'm saying. If you don't watch the race, check out this F1 Drive to Survive on Netflix. It'll hook you. It's, if anything, it's just really kind of cool. I really like it, pretty much any sport where you get behind the scenes kind of thing and you get to, you get to see the ins and outs. That you, you know, so, What's uh, it called again? F1 Drive to Survive on Netflix. But um, point is, yeah, I just want to say there's a, there's a Grand Prix and also um, just say, you know, I, uh, I took some really strong advice from our pod last week um, from one of our uh, podsters here, and I got some help this week. Mm-hmm. It's been a good week, guys. Just got some help. I was told that I need to go get help, and I did. So, uh, yeah, just uh, it was... Uh, I'm glad you're bettering yourself, John. Hopefully we'll... we'll uh... Oh, never mind. <laughs> Okay. Sorry. We'll work on oh, that. Oh, couldn't, couldn't, get, couldn't get the bat off your shoulder on that one, could you, Josh? <laughs> no, I couldn't. No, I couldn't. Well, that sports. Great and subscribe to oh. that sports podcast on Apple Podcasts and follow us on Instagram. Oh, wait, we're done? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <a good> one. <laughs> <laughs> 